Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. I watched the uh, most recent Dave Chappelle special, like two hours ago. Really glad I did. Not just because I think watching it gave me a much better perspective on how exactly to critique its more pernicious elements, but also because it was really funny. Because it's, it, you know, because it's Dave Chappelle. So, I mean, you can, uh, uh, you know, there's no taking that away from him. Dude's very talented at the stand-up comedy. <clears throat> and I enjoyed watching it. There were even some jokes in there that maybe you guys wouldn't like too much that I found kind of funny, you know? Uh, but people are mad. At Dave Chappelle. And I'm not mad, you know. I'm 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 disappointed. There are a few things... You know, I'm going to try to structure this like some fan of Dave Chappelle who ain't a fan of me is coming by and looking at it, okay? So we're going we're gonna to approach it from a good, fine perspective, okay? Now I want to be clear about something. I do not have a problem with edgy humor. In fact, I don't even necessarily have an issue with problematic humor. It's Dave fucking Chappelle, Okay. As I do not expect Dave Chappelle to go on up there and talk about trans people the way some youth organizer does, okay? I do not expect Dave Chappelle to go on up there and talk like the moderator of a Facebook group for, like, you know, trans women who play Smash or whatever. I, I, I expect raccuous shit, okay? And I'm, and I'm fine with it. Honest to God. This is one of the few examples where you have a guy who could make the I'm an equal opportunity offender joke and he's actually kind of telling the truth, isn't he? Because, I mean, Dave Chappelle, he makes jokes about black people. He makes jokes about white people. Always white people. Constantly white people. Um, he makes jokes all up and over the place. And he makes a lot of jokes about women. Um, he runs it all up and down the place, you know. I don't know how often he makes jokes about men. It, it, it happens. There was a really good Me Too joke in there uh, that ended up being about men. I mean, it ended up being a joke against, I don't know if it's really against, but the, 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 the butt of the joke was, was men there. And, you know, um, he's an offensive guy. I like that. I don't know. It's, I'm not a big hug box kind of guy myself, but there were a couple of problems, you know, there were a few issues. You know, we'll get there, uh, musician, we'll get there. And I, I want to talk about them a little bit, okay? So there were two big things, okay? Now, he did make trans jokes. And, um, you know, not all of them were problematic. Like, uh, there was one. And I'm, I'm going to butcher the delivery. Because I'm reciting a joke. But there was one where essentially he said he would feel uncomfortable if uh, he was at the urinals in the men's room. And because of anti-trans bathroom bills, some lady went in there and hiked up her skirt and pulled out a fat dick and started pissing next to him. He said he'd feel real uncomfortable. He said the last thing that he would be thinking is, thank God she's in here with me. At least my family is safe. That's the last thing he said he'd be thinking. That was a good, I like that one. And he said he'd prefer it if a trans man went in there and like backed up to the urinal, like squatted and pissed backwards, you know? Dave, Dave said he wouldn't even think funny about that. He'd look at that and think, you know, oh, it's a veteran. Thank, you know, <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's toilet humor. By the way, 
it's these are jokes about trans people. They're not jokes at the expense of trans people. I think you can make these jokes. I think they're good. I think Contra would approve, you know, the, the, the maestro of trans humor <clears throat> on this platform. And I thought that was good. There was a lot of that. You know, he said specifically he didn't like them bathroom bills. Uh, he said that very specifically. He even said he did not, uh, he did not believe trans women were not women. But, you know, he, he, he was always, he was always playing with that a little bit, you know, because he would say, you know, trans women are women. He'd refer to them as she, stuff like that. Um, but then there was that I'm team turf, gender is real stuff, you know. And also, he did make a lot of mean jokes at the expense of trans women, you know, Adam's apples and shit. <clears throat> now, it's hard to tell, I think, uh, how much of that is out of line. Because he does make a lot of those mean jokes about a lot of people. Like I said, if you're legitimately pulling the equal opportunity offender card, has Dave Chappelle not made fun of just cis women's appearances in vitriolically stereotypical ways? You know, has he not done this about other groups? God knows he talks about white people in a lot of mean ways. I get offended. Now, I'm a white boy. I get offended watching Dave Chappelle. He pointed out in this special how, you know, white people age like shit, and I felt that right here. You know, Get Out, the plot of Get Out happened for a reason, you know. There's that envy. Don't play into that too hard. Um, <clears throat> so the offensive stuff I'm not inherently opposed to, but, you know, there, there, there was a lot of it. I wouldn't fault somebody for being offended. And that Team Turf stuff, man, it seems to me like there were two big biases that Dave Chappelle came into this special with, okay? And I'm 50-50 I'm on both of them. In that I think there's some legitimate element to the bias, and there's stuff in there that I think is totally unwarranted. And keep in mind, I'm not talking about whether or not the humor's out of line. I'm talking about biases. A good comedian has to be aware of their biases, because they have to account for them, you know? You can't be good at any kind of communication, comedy or technical writing, unless you're aware of what's influencing you to feel the way you do, right? And to me, the two, the two big biases were this, right? The two were, for one, he seems to resent the fact that LGBTQ minorities have had a more successful time with their civil rights movements than black folk. <clears throat> Here in the States. I guess a lot of places, too. He seems to think there's an imbalance in the extent to which they have been able to achieve many of their political goals and he seems somewhat resentful uh, a little a little um a little uh you know combative over that um that's one and the second one is the standard and i mean this i'm i'm sorry to say this because this is so below dave chappelle um is the standard why won't people stop attacking us celebrities and comedians over being problematic? Now, I, I want to take these apart a little bit, okay? Um, because there are a few things here. It's not just the jokes, okay? I if I was watching a Dave Chappelle special, and it was just, he made a joke about a trans woman, and he was very mean about her appearance. I mean, it does overlap with transphobia, but it feels like a Dave Chappelle joke. And honest to God, you could look the man in the eye and you could talk with him about it. And he could probably explain to you, like, in a perfectly non-transphobic way, 
how that joke was constructed and why he thinks it's funny. Okay, I might not agree with that, but I think there's an argument. But then there are these biases, and I think they influence the perspective he has that is really fucking weird. It opened, I think, and my memory's not the best, so, you know, I'm, I'm recommitting to this as best as I can. It opened with um, Dave Chappelle essentially saying baby got canceled for being homophobic, but not for killing a guy in a Walmart. That, to me, is a very strange comparison to make. Now, there's an underlying argument here, and it's, if you want to be a big public figure, don't piss off the LGBTQ community. To which the obvious answer is, yeah. If you want to be a big public figure, yes. Bigotry against largely, ex widely accepted minority groups will generally get you in trouble. That is 100% true, you know? That's completely the case. Now, Dave Chappelle might have some kind of innate aversion to that degree of perceived sensitivity, but I know he knows what that's about because he's stopped telling jokes when he felt white people were laughing at him, at black people, rather than with him, at the absurdity of racism and racial dynamics in this silly, silly country. So I know Dave Chappelle is not a stranger to the idea of social conscientiousness when it comes to how you deliver humor. And a lot of people feel, and the the baby thing wasn't even like the humor either. It was just, you know, it was just some, some bigoted shit. Now, I will say this much, though. I will say this much, okay? When it comes to, like, uh, what baby did, I do feel like there is a disproportionate immediate response. Um, and this happens all the time with public figures, you know, um, where they can do something that ranges between mildly and severely problematic. And it doesn't really matter how bad the thing they did is because they will get absolutely dogpiled for it. They will get crushed. They will just get hammered by progressive types. You know, uh, it, we do have a very knee jerk reaction to that stuff. Now, some of that is good. I bet you that Dave Chappelle doesn't really mind when Republicans who say errantly racist shit get dogpiled for it on social media. I'd be willing to bet he probably would, uh, you know, he, he was, he'd probably be in a bar somewhere watching it unfold on Twitter and laughing and not really care that much. You know, I, I have a feeling he's probably not that partial. He might argue that those people are, you know, direct advocates for bigotry as opposed to people who make errant or inadvertent mistakes. But the line is really blurry when it comes to public figures, you know? Um, and there's also the fact that it's just a stupid fucking comparison because the DeBaby thing was ruled self-defense. And also, I've said this before, but in the context of what people get canceled for on social media... Broad statements about minority groups are usually going to be, like, hit down on quite a bit harder than interpersonal or, like, personally bad stuff. You know what I mean? There's a big difference in the public's perception between, like, a politician going out there on stage and saying, like, <clears throat> Yep. Yep, I think gay people are bad. Yep, every one of them. And then that same politician getting in, like, a bar fight and, like, fucking somebody up or something. <clears throat> now... That's not to say that being mean to gay people is worse than violence. 
Uh, it's only saying that public figures usually get judged for the stuff they say through the venue of a public figure. And murder, as you've explained, is already socially unacceptable. That is also true. Feel like nobody's really carrying the weight on that one. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a hot take here. I think that murdering people is bad. You know, it's not as contentious or hot button of an issue. Because uh, we, we've, we've mostly agreed. We mostly agreed on that. So, that was the beginning of this thing. Like, why can't you criticize the gay community? <clears throat> Hold on. Vosh, I don't think you're going hard enough on him for endorsing a hate movement. I'm going to endorse a hate movement myself if you people keep jumping to conclusions when I'm 10 minutes into what's probably going to be a 30-minute rant. Holy shit, we haven't even gotten to that. I'm, gonna, I'm going to sign up on every single one of their fucking email lists. Sorry? Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. You wait your goddamn turn. Uh, <laughs> that was just the beginning of it, okay? Because it went, it went way further than that. Like, here's one, okay? He said, um... Why was it easier for Caitlyn Jenner to get her, her name changed than Cassius Clay? And that's kind of a stupid argument, isn't it? Like, why in 2015 is it easier to get your name changed? Oh, gender? Your gender change, whatever. Uh, 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 yeah, Muhammad Ali is Cassius Clay. Why is it easier in 2015 to get your gender changed than it was in the dinosaur era? I don't know. I wasn't born back then. It was, you know, um, the 60s. To, to get your name changed. You know, how, how could this have ever been the case? This is a, it's, it's kind of a dumb point. I mean, it seems a little bit to me like Dave Chappelle kind of wanted to manufacture a little bit of uh, in-beef here. Because he kept doing this the whole time. Hey! Why is it easier for trans people to change their gender than for a black man, 70, 60 years ago, to change his name? I don't know. Maybe it's been like 60 years. Uh, then Dave Chappelle, you know, he stands up. He says, hey, uh, I was so much better when it was black people dunking on white people. But then white people changed the game. And now they said, hey, my pronouns are she, her. What Dave Chappelle is implying there is that the existence of queer people is some kind of uh, defense mechanism that make it harder to attack white people. Now, I have no idea how the fuck one might arrive at this position. Now, Dave says that. He implies it all around the place, too. And um, it's weird because, first of all, there are plenty of gay and trans black people. <laughs> it, they've been known to exist. Um, and second of all, it really does reaffirm this idea, and it, it's just this feeling he seems to have. Um that the existence of trans people, while something he conceptually respects, is this frivolous sort of tangential social movement that's doing so much better than black people's social movement at the moment, and he feels resentful because they're outpacing him. That's the feeling that I get when he talks about this. I mean, he talked about... um. He, uh, he, he talked at length about how, you know, the trans community has been mean to him, and he said transphobic stuff on stage before, to varying degrees of severity, so I don't know. And, um, and every time it comes up, I mean, this motherfucker needs some intersectionality, you know? God, I've never in my life have I seen a person more desperately in need of an intersectional understanding of the world. All of a sudden, all these confusing little bits of information just fall into place so perfectly. 
It's not about this group versus that group. It's not about white versus black or trans versus cisgender or gay versus straight or anything like that. We're all affected by a bunch of conditions and demographic statuses which overlap and conflict and confide. And understanding all these things together involves a holistic uh, analysis of them all. And that would prevent you from making dumb fuck statements like white people change the game by being trans. Which, as funny as it is, and that is funny if it's being done absurdly, by the way, you know? Because there's a great joke underneath that. Underneath that, the idea of a racist white person, you know? And then you criticize them for being racist, and they're like, oh, I'm trans. You lose, buddy. And then you get canceled for it? They're the bones of a really good joker in there. You could make a great joke like that. You could make one perfectly sympathetic to trans people. Um, you could make one where the butt of the joke is transphobia. It's totally doable, you know? But Dave Chappelle fails to make good jokes like that because he has a legitimate bias that's influencing his ability to understand the comedy of the situation. The comedy behind intersectionality, the absurdity of these situations, is so much more complicated than, you know, trans people are sensitive, and they're so much more sensitive than black people are, and black people still live in redline neighborhoods, but trans people, you know, they got woman of the year back in 2015. It's so much more complicated than that, but he misses that. And I think a lot of that is boomer shit, right? I mean, that I'm team turf thing. What did he say J.K. Rowling's position was? Gender is real? Motherfucker. That's not what J.K. Rowling said. You can't say you agree with J.K. Rowling, but also say you think trans women are women. Because central to J.K. Rowling's philosophy is that trans women are, in fact, not women. You say multiple times. Now, Dave Chappelle says directly in this special that he thinks trans women are women. And I think that's great. I think that's lovely. So you can't say that and then say you're Team Turf. The thing is, that Turf shit, it's a psyop. It's a way of fronting and implying arguments nobody doesn't believe in. Dave Chappelle says, yes, I agree, gender is a fact. Because every single person on this earth fell out between the legs of a woman. He says that. Now when he says that, he's making a mistake that J.K. Rowling deliberately inflicted on the discourse. The conflation of what and what. Chat? Sex and gender. Now this is something that J.K. Rowling believes, that sex and gender are the same thing. And if you were to say that every human being on Earth uh, was gestated in a womb, then, yeah. Uh, as of right now, I think so. Maybe in the future. But, but yeah, as of the moment, yeah. Nobody disagrees with that. Nobody in the trans community disagrees with that. You know, I'm sure if you look around, you'll find like one or like, like a few trans people who are like, no, actually, when the womb is in a trans man, it's not called a womb. It's actually called like the, the central testy. And th this particular central testy is one you can grow babies in or something. I'm sure there's like a couple of trans people who are like that. But yeah, uh, uh, it's a, a womb. There you go. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find a few like that, but I think if, if you're looking at numbers here, I mean, we're talking like that's one in 10,000. One in 100,000? Maybe not even one in 100,000. I mean, we're talking about an obscenely 
the overwhelming majority of trans people will agree uh, with the comment Dave Chappelle made if we're just talking about sex. But Dave Chappelle does not believe that gender and sex are the same thing because he calls trans women women. He can't. Unless to him, a woman is just a, a hat you wear, which I don't know, based, but um, I don't think he believes that. I think he believes trans women are women. So to him, it is not possible for gender and sex to be the same thing. This is exactly what TERFs wanted. This is exactly what TERFs wanted. By conflating the discourse, they get people on their side. It's what they do. You know, J.K. Rowling says a statement that nobody would disagree with. Sex is real. Nobody disagrees with this. People get mad at her, though, because the implication of her statement is that sex and gender are the same thing. Dave Chappelle doesn't see the discourse, though. Dave Chappelle just sees somebody, lots of people, getting angry at a tweet saying sex is real. Right? So Dave Chappelle arrives at the conclusion that trans people don't believe sex is real. That to them it's some kind of ephemeral, choose-your-own-path kind of thing. And then he makes dumb fuck mistakes like that on a special. Now, I want to be clear. I am not critiquing comedy. That I'm on Team Turf shit wasn't a joke. It fed into other jokes. It kept the pacing going. But this isn't me saying it wasn't funny. It's me saying it's wrong. It's incorrect relative to the positions Dave Chappelle expressed in that discussion, in that special. He's wrong. And if you could sit him down for a second, I think he would, well, I don't know how belligerent he gets in person, but I think you could get him to understand that that was an objectively incorrect thing to say from his perspective. You know, there were a lot of jokes he made that maybe some trans ladies wouldn't like very much, but I thought they were funny. You know, you've got cis pussy and you've got trans woman pussy. Beyond pussy. Impossible pussy. What did he say? That ain't blood, it's beet juice? That shit's funny. It is. It's edgy and gratuitous. But it's funny. Not inherently transphobic, either. I don't think that's transphobic. That is actually really offensive. Yeah. Definitely gonna offend some people. Definitely gonna have a lot of folks who don't like it. But I'm not bothered by it. At least he calls it pussy. Yeah. And he calls trans women women. Sometimes. He, uh, I just find it gross and too close to the axe wound transphobic meme. Well, that's the thing, right? We're all hyper-conditioned to align these comments with the types of behavior we see bigotry online. But in reality, if you step out of that, and you can say it's harmful and that's fine, but if you step out of that, I think it's pretty clear, like, trans pussy is beyond pussy. It is impossible pussy. It is... Uh, a, a, a fairly analogous uh, statement to make right there. I, I think it's for a good joke. It is gratuitous. It is edgy. And a lot of gratuitous and edgy comments about trans people's biology, uh, these are also the types of comments that transphobes make. But I want to be careful 
because I want to isolate the elements of his stand-up that I thought were inherently bad, as opposed to the elements of his standoff, which I could simply say, you know, this language aligns very often with the language of the oppressor, which, have you seen a Dave Chappelle skit? I could say that shit about 45 minutes out of every hour that man is on stage. I want to be careful and specific here. Imagine being a Dave Chappelle fan and wandering into this stream, wandering into the video that'll be made afterwards, you know? And I say something like, well, when they said this thing, it wasn't inherently transphobic, but it sounded like the thing transphobes might say. Do you think they're going to listen to me? I mean, even if there's a good point there, and it's true, a lot of that language does oppress. Dude makes funny, like, dude makes funny and misogynistic jokes all the time. But if I sit here and relay every element of his comedy that was problematic in some way or another, then A, we're never reaching the end of this segment, and B, I don't think I'm going to reach anyone outside of the groups who already agree with me. That Team Turf stuff was stupid. It was really dumb. And uh, it, uh, it, it betrays a boomer mindset that I think is unbecoming of him. Especially since, I mean, jeez. Especially since, like, um, you know he'd get mad if some white boy did the same shit with black people, right? Because Dave Chappelle's defense is, you know, I'm not transphobic, I think trans women are women, I'm just making these jokes, I'm an edgy guy, whatever. You imagine if a white comedian went up there and they're like, uh, yeah, you know, I love black people, yeah, I think black people are just as smart as white people, whatever. But man, what the fuck is up with this or that or the other? And you do a whole skit on that? That would be a racist skit. And we would all know that's a racist skit. And I think it's funny that Dave Chappelle has the audacity to say that you can criticize black people but not the LGBTQ community when he's up there criticizing the LGBTQ community using language that if a white comic made against black people, he would take issue with it. And in all likelihood, that person would probably get in a decent bit of trouble. If somebody, if somebody went up there and made the kind of jokes about, about black people, and they were white, Dave made about some, some of these jokes with trans people, you know, the I'm Team Turf thing. Being a turf is a hate movement. What do you want? I'm Team Ku Klux Klan? You know, I say, you know, uh, I, I, I look at this church down in the, uh, you know, down in a, in a sundown town. You know, down in Alabama, in Mississippi, and I see uh, some white folks, and what are they saying? They're just saying they want to practice their faith, you know? They, uh, they just want to go on out there, and they want to form a church dedicated to the traditions of Western civilization. They don't want any non-white people in there or whatever, but you know, it's a church. It's, you, you have women's only gyms, don't you? And then you see black people losing their mind on social media. Now, I'm on team... Uh, Western Civilization Revival Church. <laughs> now, tell me a man would not get in trouble for that. Tell me a man would not get in trouble for that. Come on. Come on. They would as they should. A little bit. There'd be some trouble. Dave Chappelle getting a little bit sensitive, don't you think? I mean, he's a big, edgy boy up there, but I feel like 20 times over the course of that whole stand-up he did, he talked about how sensitive people were towards his jokes. That was the whole fucking thing. He, anecdote about people being mean to him over being transphobic in public. Anecdote about this. Anecdote about that. The baby got canceled. You know, this got canceled. That got canceled. He ends the whole damn thing 
on how he had a trans lady friend uh, who killed herself a little after getting canceled on Twitter, whatever, for defending him against allegations of transphobia. The whole special was bookended with stories of how people are so offended they'll cry bully their way into hurting the baby, Dave Chappelle, whatever. This is a very, not only is this anecdotal, it's also very biased. You know, the trans lady that Dave Chappelle said that he was friends with uh, sounds like a lovely, lovely person. So I'm not going to in any way impugn uh, her. I will say, however, that, and I can't speak for her or her opinions on this, but I personally think it's a smidge crass to use the story of a trans woman's suicide to defend yourself against accusations that you're being transphobic against the demographic that already has a really high suicide rate. It seems like you're, you're sort of reverse... You know, you... Because like, Dave Chappelle, he said, you know, white people changed the game, now they've got trans people or whatever. Well, Dave, you, you my friend, you have changed the game. People were accusing you of transphobia, and your response... Your response was to essentially link people accusing you of transphobia to the suicide of a trans friend you had. Is that not pulling the same shield? That, that feels like it's pulling the same shield a little bit. In both cases, you're talking about, uh, you know, using uh, the presence uh, and the suffering of a minority group as a way of deflecting from sincere criticism. The difference is, you just sort of uh, broadly said white people did it, but you did it specifically. I mean, you did it deliberately as an individual. You were fully conscious of your behavior. Look, I do think that there's a problem with oversensitivity in the queer community. I've gotten in trouble for that perspective before, uh, a few times. I do think there's an issue with that. I think we have a lot of hug boxes in the online left uh, that, that makes a, a lot of queer people who grow up online, you know, completely incapable of dealing with broader society. Like, you have people who grow up online and they're so sensitive and they're so used to language being hyper-sanitized that they become socially dysfunctional because in real life people don't do that or act like that. There's a difference between being sensitive to the people around you in a positive and affirmative and loving way and being incapable of handling the real world. There are big issues with that, you know? Um, and um, it's definitely something uh, worth talking about. I do think a lot of that, though, is, is, is sort of, uh, what would you say? Manipulated by the right. Like the, the trigger warning thing, you know? Honest, does anyone talk about trigger or content warnings anymore? Not that much. Safe spaces? I don't know. Seems like these things are mostly, like a lot of conservative issues, they get brought up as a way of attacking minority groups and then dropped. Content warnings are fine. Whatever. We have content warnings for shit. You play a movie and before the movie starts, they have that little thing and it's like, you're going to see some titties in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, always with the culture war shit. I guess it happens somewhere, but it doesn't seem like a big deal. If you want to talk about oversensitivity, though, I mean, you got to come at this from the right perspective. Dave Chappelle made a lot of edgy jokes about trans people, tra trans women. It's, it's pretty much all trans women, because that's all people talk about is trans women. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle made a lot of edgy jokes about trans women. Now, I imagine a lot of the people in chat wouldn't like all of them. Uh, I thought a lot of them were pretty damn funny. 
even ones that were problematic, I mean, when they're well-constructed, the issue with the ones that weren't funny wasn't the fact that they were poorly constructed, because it's possible to perfectly construct a bad joke. The problem is that a good joke requires good setup and good information, you know? Imagine you've got a nice joke, and it's about engineers or mechanics, right? You've got a joke about mechanics. And this joke, okay, you shared it with your non-mechanic friends, and it is incredible. It is a spectacular joke. It is perfectly constructed. It's a gut buster. When you hear it, you actually just die from laughing. It's very, very good. Okay. But there's something you don't know and something your friends didn't know either. The joke is inaccurate. It relies on a set of premises assumed by non-mechanics that mechanics know aren't correct. If a mechanic heard you tell that joke, they wouldn't be thinking about how well-constructed it was. They would be thinking about the fact that it's misinformed. The joke stops being funny to them. You guys have all seen this happen in your own lives in some way or another, haven't you? A joke that works really well with a general audience, but then you make it to the person who knows more. A little bit more, and maybe there's some key bit of info they have that you don't, and it just completely undermines, just, yeah, just destroys uh, the, the appeal of that joke. That is the issue with a lot of the trans stuff here. It's not that it's poorly constructed. Dave Chappelle's a funny guy. I wouldn't take that from him. I wouldn't I wouldn't sit up here and pretend that he's washed, you know, he's, he's washed up, that he can't make a joke. That'd be a lie. Anyone who says that to you is lying. Maybe he was better back 10 years ago, but, like, he's still very, very funny. I, I would never say that. No. But, there are some jokes in there uh, that just... The humor gets stripped when you know a little bit more, and in the absence of humor, all you have is the transphobia. That Team Turf stuff. You know? That was pretty bad. That didn't work too well. My humble opinion. A lot of other stuff. Yeah, and the whole time, you know, he's saying, oh, I'm going to be canceled for this. Oh, I'm going to be canceled. It's like, D Dave, come on. We're getting high off your own supply, Dave. You're unimaginably wealthy and powerful. I'm sure the people haranguing you on Twitter were rough. But in the same, I'm not kidding you, in the same special, he says he doesn't care what happens on Twitter because it's not a real place. And then he talks about how tired he is of getting dogpiled by the trans community. Where are they dogpiling you exactly? Because I know where trans people live, and it is on Twitter. That is where trans people live. Where else are you going? You have a fur affinity account? What, what, what are you paying attention to that is leading you to feel the effects? You have a few uncomfortable conversations? You've been having those your entire career. What, is that new? Is that new to you? Like, people come up to you and they say, you know, I think you're offensive. Did that begin with the trans community? Probably not. So it just seems weird. Why the simultaneous boast about not caring and also the persecution shit, you know? I know your friend killed herself, and that's awful, and there are conversations you could have about it, but I, 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 just, I just don't know if this is the best one. He said at the end of the special that he was done making jokes about the LGBTQ community um, until they start to laugh with him. That's the last thing he said. He said, I'm going to stop making these jokes until we're all laughing together or something like that, which honestly, 
Not a bad attitude for a comedian to take, but you're going to have to learn a little bit more. You can keep your beyond pussy jokes. The trans community might not always like that, but you can keep them, all right? But a couple of key things that you are just plain wrong about uh, that you're going to need to move the fuck over on if you ever want to be laughing along with the broader LGBTQ community. Because you can make these jokes. I mean, at one point he makes a jokes about 1980s gays, you know? Like how gays in the 80s always looked surprised. Uh, like, I can't do it because... I'm very straight, but, uh, you know, like there's some, some sort of default expression that they adopted because it was trendy at the time or some sort of 80 fan. He makes that joke. Maybe some gay people will be offended by it. I don't know. I think it was funny. You can make these jokes. You've been making these jokes for decades. Just understand that people get mad at you for the irresponsibility that not only would you probably be mad about if a white guy was punching down on black people, but you've also specifically edited your own comedy to avoid yourself. Dave Chappelle seems to be pretty conscientious about race issues, you know? I don't think everything that he throws out there is a W, but for the most part, I think he's got a pretty good head in his shoulders on it. You know, he's got a good attitude. Um, but uh, that ain't the same as being that good on LGBTQ issues, which he kept calling uh, LBGTQ, which was very funny. I don't think there was any meaning to it. I think he just said that. <laughs> All right, there we go.